failure does help. And even now in the business, when things don't go right, yes, you're in a deep trough of pain sometimes, but uh, you only make those mistakes a couple of times and you figure out other ways around it and it pushes the business along further even again. So, you know, my husband's actually quite helpful with his advice and he'll always sort of say, you know, the difference between failure and success is that the successful ones stayed at it. Um, On those really hard days, they didn't let it go. They didn't kind of go, well, that's it, it's all done. You know, they've tried to navigate around it. and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched-on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin, and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google Ads, and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpost, Homework Allure, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course, teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google Ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving, real housewives apologist, alongside my love of all things pop culture, and yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart, with a love of all things business. On today's show, I have the amazing Sonia, who is the founder of Love Your Warrior. And Sonia is pretty incredible. She started her business, Love Your Warrior, five days after completing treatment for breast cancer. And she acknowledges that, yes, that might have been a little nuts at the time, but she has been in business now at the recording of this episode for about 14 months. But as we chat about here, she says that because of obviously going through treatment, she just also had to take breaks as well. So really her business has she's been working on it for about 10 months. And it was born out of a need to create products that would be nourishing and loving and kind and caring to women going through cancer. And so Love Your Warrior was born. They offer arm and neck support pillows and seatbelt pillows and surgical drain bags and easy to wear headwear. And they're all created with the woman in mind that is going through the treatment with maximum comfort and softness. She also has a range of beautiful and on-point gift boxes, which for me, being as someone that I've had family members go through treatment and you do feel quite helpless, particularly I can imagine if this is happening during a time of COVID where you can't physically be there to support the person. And she has a range of gift boxes that you can purchase to send to someone that you love that is going through cancer treatment. I am just blown away by Sonia and her determination and everything she's achieved in such a short period. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Sonia, I'm so excited to have you here. Can you tell everyone a bit about yourself? I um, am the founder of my business, Love Your Warrior, um, which, so it's an online store that sells um, relevant gift boxes as well as we uh, manufacture our own unique and specific range of products for women undergoing surgery and cancer treatment. And I met you, oh gosh, it would have been a couple of months ago now, maybe six months ago. I can't exactly remember when yeah, it was. Yeah, March-ish. Yes. And you enrolled in my Google Ads course and you, we talked a bit on email and I loved your business concept. I am really intrigued by the story because obviously when you are going through a really difficult period, you've had cancer yourself and that kind of was the catalyst for creating this business. Yeah. First of all, I mean, didn't you have enough on your plate that (laughs) business was like the last thing on your mind? Yeah, I did. And you're like, no, I'm a masochist. (laughs) I am completely nuts for doing it this way. And um, 
I guess when I was in the initial idea phase, when I was, which it kind of came about, for me, I started with surgery. Some people start with other treatments. I started with surgery and moved into chemo and then radiation. So for me, in between surgery and probably the first few rounds of chemo is when the idea came about um, that I wanted to do this. It was in a completely different form, like a lot of people's initial ideas. And over the next, I guess, six months developed into what I have now. But because of the timing and what I had on my plate, on paper, we are 14 months old. But in reality, we're more like 10, nine or 10 months old because I have had breaks from the business for my own health because like many people that were in my shoes, there's a lot of denial that goes on about exactly how unwell you are. So I have had to down tools um, for different, you know, different times. And for me with the business, it's what I do full time at the moment. And that allows me to manage my time. Can you talk to me a bit about, let me backtrack a little bit. A lot of the women that I talk to on this podcast, their business was started out of a life change, whether that be having kids or the majority of them would be they've had a child and they've realized that going back to a corporate nine to five isn't sustainable and it's not the lifestyle they want. Can you talk to me a bit about the shift in mentality that comes when you've gone through something like cancer? And do you, is it, is it that you want to spend your time doing something that you're really passionate? Like what, what goes through your mind there in terms of career wise? Yeah. So I'd always wanted to um, have my own business. It was always something that I'd wanted to do. And I have had a few goes at it over the years, but um, different life changes and different things have meant that those businesses um, have closed for whatever reason. So I used to have a business called Little Milestones and it was doing children's invites um, and I would provide a PDF and they could print as many as they liked. Now that is the going concept right now in 2020 and has been for a while now for kids' invites. However, back when I was doing it 15 years ago, it was a new concept. I was way ahead of my time (laughs) and um, it was a hard concept to get around. Now if I was to do it, I would have lots of competitors and the market would be really understanding of that. So I actually came about Love Your Warrior because I was going through um, many different emotions and it changed all throughout treatment. What I needed at the start was different to what I needed throughout each stage. So, yes, I was nuts for starting it the way I did. However, what it allowed me to do is trial my products and I guess develop them as I went. So I actually developed them for me, just for myself. I developed what I needed. So as a 42-year-old going through all of that, I really was not okay with some of the headwear that I could see. And I was going to work um, throughout chemo because it helped me feel more normal. I mean, I only worked part-time and I didn't do a lot while I was there. Work was really good. But um, they were very good to me. But I, um, yeah, like there is a huge emotional um, load that comes with not having any hair. And I was pretty brave throughout the whole process. But no matter how brave you are, you still have to take that deep breath before you walk out the door every day um, that, you know, you look different. You don't look how you think you're going to look. So I started developing my own range of headwear for me to wear to work. 
um, I was gifted a uh, drain bag while when I had surgery. So when I had my mastectomy, I had my drains and I had them for quite a few weeks. And having the drains and worrying about whether they're going to get snagged on something or holding it or going out with this awful drain, when I say going out, I tried to do school pickup. If I had to go to the shops quickly, I just needed my independence. So I actually had trialled all the products that I now have, except what I did is I took that and I changed it so that not only were they practical and useful and hugely helpful for pain, for independence, but I also made them as good as they can possibly be because for me during chemo, I craved softness and I craved comfort. And so I've made my products as soft as I could possibly get and as comfortable as I can possibly get, but also in beautiful fabrics because everything is stripped away. You look nothing like yourself. You feel nothing like yourself. It's kind of a weird experience. And the best way for me to describe it is that I, my soul was disconnected from my body. And they felt like two separate things. So the beautiful fabrics and the softness helped me connect with myself and it makes a difference. And I, I know it makes a difference. So I kind of was going down this path a bit and then realised that there's probably other people out there that feel the same as I do and are struggling to find something as luxe and as soft and as beautiful as what I was feeling I needed. And I was getting lots of compliments on my headwear and, you know, I trialled the products um, in, a, in a version, I guess, I, I could say for myself. So I knew that they worked. I knew you needed them. And that's kind of when I shifted from just thinking I'd do a gift box idea to um, producing my own range of products. I think so many things that you said just then, I was like, I've got to ask about that. I think the first one that I want to touch on was that a lot of people don't realise that a business or people that are running businesses, it's usually not their first run or people that are running mm. successful businesses. So that those people that might be listening now that have a, their first business and they it's not maybe going the way they want. I think, that, I mean, that happened with my first business is I made mistakes and there were things that I did that I look back on and think I shouldn't have done. But then now being in my second business, it's a different story, but also I've taken, there were such great lessons that I took from that first business. Do you think that it's important that even maybe your first or second businesses aren't, quote, unquote, a success, that you can always take those skills into later, you know, later endeavours down the, down the track? Well, yeah, definitely. My first business, Little Milestones, was an online business. Um, and I think that taught me a lot. But it also taught me that, in hindsight, that was a really good idea. And I probably should have, you know, I could have stuck with that longer. I mean, we moved overseas and whatever happened and, you know, I didn't do it. But um, it was a valid idea and a lot of it was just me lacking confidence. Um, a little bit of, I was a graphic designer by trade, so it was a natural fit for me to do um, invites. I'd had kids. So I think if I'd have followed it through and had the confidence to stay with it, it actually would have been a really good business. What I didn't have was business know-how. Mm. And, and you can't learn that. Like just you need to actually have gone through the trenches to be able to learn that. Yeah, and um, and really sort of um, 
failure does help. And yeah. even now in the business, when things don't go right, yes, you're in a deep trough of pain sometimes, mm. but uh, you only make those mistakes a couple of times and you figure out other ways around it and it pushes the business along further even again. So, you know, my husband's actually quite helpful with his advice and he'll always sort of say, you know, the difference between failure and success is that the successful ones stayed at it. Yeah. On those really hard days, they didn't let it go. They didn't kind of go, well, that's it. It's all done. You know, they've tried to navigate around it. Yeah, I agree with that. I I couldn't have the business that I have now. My first business, I was on the, I ran an e-commerce business and I couldn't be a good ads manager now or teach in a way that people who had no experience with ads could understand if I hadn't been that person myself. So I think that that business really set was what I needed to be able to then, like I can understand what it's like for someone to have never touched an ad account before and to be setting things up and to be having to think about shipping and sourcing products and all that sort of stuff where I think that gives me an edge over other ads managers that just have always worked in agency land and think that everything's really easy. Yeah. So you take those skills of those failures or, or mistakes that you've made and you can learn from them in, in your next round. And um, even though, like you said, it's, it's, it can be terrible at the time. I am. Um, I also want to talk about, so the product range that you have, I think from someone, I, I said to you on the first time that we spoke, spoke on email, my sister was just finishing up with her chemotherapy yeah. from breast cancer as well. And yep. as someone, she lives um, basically on the other side of the state. So we don't see each other that often. And when she was going through chemotherapy, I, as someone that wasn't near her, didn't know how best to support her. Yeah. I think your products, you not you not only make them for the person going through the treatment, but you also make it so that it's easier for someone to be able to support or show love to that person as well, because you have like pre-made gift packs that are exactly what they need or want. Yeah. And it's really important for me to make them practical, but also as um, present-like and as beautiful and as, I just remember the feeling of receiving things myself during that time and how much of a boost it gives gives you so my packaging I spent a lot of time making sure it was as beautiful as it could be so that this person gets a full experience from the minute they open it um, and not only is it beautiful but it's so useful and helpful um, to where they're at it's all very relevant to that particular stage of treatment where they're at um, so that's why there's a range of different gift boxes. But I have these beautiful gold mailers that um, have our gorgeous big black Lovey Warrior sticker on the front. And to have one of those dropped off at your door would just be like an absolute ray of sunshine because it looks beautiful. But that helps that that friend or that loved one express their feelings. You know, they, they want to do as much as they possibly can. And all of that ties into just, you know, sending that person your love and support. Yeah, I think it's such a it's such a great concept because as someone on the other side of it, you often don't know. You're at a loss of what what they need or what they want because you're not you're not in the trenches necessarily with them. You don't mm-hmm. know what at stages, different stages what they need. And you don't want to bug them by asking, like putting more pressure on them, like what do you need? Tell me how to help you. So I think having these pre like selected gift boxes is such a fantastic business idea because it genuinely helps both sides of the 
a yeah. person that's going through it and also the person, the people that are supporting them as well. Yeah. Yep. I also was thinking about how a lot of businesses, and I can't think of a better word, but a lot of businesses are born from a somewhat selfish concept to satisfy a need that someone has themselves that they can't find. Mm-hmm. Was that, you know, you could not find something that you were looking for and you had to go out and create that? Yeah, so that has been part of my challenge as a business. It's almost like a new product to market mm. um, in some respects. So it is almost a product that some people don't know is available um, and it's a new product that um, it's a new product in the sense that I've turned it into something a lot more than what it ever was. So um It actually was never meant to be this whole section of the business, but that's kind of how it evolved and that's when I started to realise that this is actually something I really believe in and that's the other thing I think you have to do when you have a business or before you launch is you really have to come to terms with do I 100% stand behind what I'm offering because if you don't, people can see through it very quickly, particularly in my line of work. Um, So, yeah, I really had to take, I, I spent, about a week really actively sitting with that before I launched, making sure that I was 100% comfortable to stand behind what I was about to put out there. Um, And once I had come to that point, I felt so much better. And when you say stand behind it, like you, you spoke to me before about that moment that you had to kind of take that leap of faith and put your image when you were still going through or you had you, had you finished treatment or had you I I walked I walked out of hospital for the last time um on my birthday which is the 26th of July so I walked out of the hospital for the very last time last year on the 26th of July and I launched the business on the 1st of August wow so five days later and to be honest up until that time I had not shown anyone my bald head I, around home yes but I was not brave enough to walk around the shops. And I'm, I wish I was, but I just wasn't. Um, so for me, I think I just had to take a leap of faith that night when I pressed that button to go live because I did have a very big, bald image of myself on the website. And initially I was launching to all my family and friends. So Sometimes that's scarier. I felt like I was on a cliff and I took a dive off. <laughs> I really did. And now I'm so desensitised to that image. I've put it on posters that are hanging off all the all the icon cancer centres in Australia. So um, it's probably yeah, empowering um, to take that image back, like to take it yeah. back and to own it rather than it being something that like defines you and in a negative way. Like you probably feel like really yeah. proud of it now. Well, I I felt proud of it at the time because it showed a lot about what I wanted the business to be. So I didn't want it to be, you know, images of women wistfully looking off into the distance. Yeah. You know, like I really repelled all of that myself while I was going through treatment. And it's a pretty fierce-looking photo. The the expression I have is really no nonsense. And that's certainly how you feel when you're going through treatment. Like there's a reason why it's called Love Your Warrior. And that's because worry is the only word I could think of that truly reflected how I felt when I was doing chemo because you're not you're not given a choice it's like this is your job and you have to um deal with it and so 
you know, the image really reflected that. It was really important for me to put that picture on because I wanted other women to see other women with no hair. I, I think there needs to be more of that in the media so that while you're going through that, you can have someone to relate to. Um, that would be hugely helpful because no matter how much support you have, there's always a point in time where you feel alone during that process. Um, and to be honest, sometimes what really helps is hearing other women, talking to other women or seeing other women that have been in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I think that, like, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to, after not wanting to show that side, like your bald head to people, and then you're suddenly very public about it. Like that, I mean, it must have taken such a huge amount of courage. I wanted to talk about also the, you're in an industry where a lot of it is charity based. Mm -hmm. So what have the challenges or have you had any pushback from people that don't think that you have the ability to turn that into a business idea? So um, I guess for me, the concept of just wanting to offer this product to other people because I know it helps um, is where the whole idea started. It was never, oh, I've got to make money out of this. But the, the, the reality is you manufacture products. Um, it needs to have money behind that. And I know they make a difference. So that was where it started and I think where it's gone from there is I did initially do things like you know um, give a portion of my gift box money to the Jack McGraw Foundation but you know it wasn't actually making a massive difference in terms of how I could really help Mm. so for me and for Love Your Warrior what really matters is helping women at the time of treatment so I am doing things like um, collecting phrases, comments, words of wisdom from other women that have been through this Um, and I'm creating a booklet called Warriors for Warriors and I'm going to include it in all my orders that go out so that women that are just, that are in that journey get this little booklet with comments from women that have done it before. So it's so helpful. So no, that's not a donation, but that is sort of the direction that I want to go in and I've also got Another initiative that I'm working on, but I can't really talk too much about it yet because it's not moving as fast as I would like it to, but that's okay. But um, we're working on an initiative where we can gift luck seatbelt pillows to women in, I guess, areas that um, may not necessarily have been had a lot of attention before, so I can't go into it too much, but... That is going to be huge, and if I and I and I'm working really hard to put that together, and it's going to be really exciting when it does. But that will be more than me contributing to a charity. Um, It will be it will be an actual. It'll work in two ways. It'll give those women a boost because it's coming from other women that have been through it, but also they'll receive a product that will be useful for them. So. Um, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm putting that together and I can't wait for it to sort of all come together. I think also the notion that like that everything when it comes to do with recovery or cancer or it has to be free, I think that you're making such a huge difference that, you know, I don't think that that's a valid concern that it should be that everything has to be a charity. Like that just, it's, it doesn't make sense to me that someone would have any pushback related to that anyway. Have you come up, have you had any pushback from it from people 
at all? Um, not really huge pushback, but maybe it's more in my own head that I, I don't think look probably. Like I am. And if yeah. I if I get to a point where I'm profitable, because the reality is launching a new product to market in the first 10 months to 12 months, you're not going to be profitable. Mm. And I'm not because I'm reinvesting it all back into the business. Um, and I probably will do that for another year or at least another year, I would say. But, you know, sure, when I get to a point where I am profitable, um, I'll have the luxury to donate to different organisations. For me at the moment, it's not a possibility. But um, because, as I said, I just reinvested all back in. I think you're making such a big difference with the products that you're creating anyway. So that is serving a need that needs to be met anyway. Yeah, and I I think um, that is the concept behind it. I don't. I, I think it's for me. It's been good that it's evolved mm. over the last ten months because I have a much clearer picture now of what I want to do and how I want to give back. Um, and it's it's in a unique way that's going to make a difference. So yeah, looking forward to having it all come together and. You know, like I said at the beginning, there's been months and months that I've had off where I haven't been, um, you know, I haven't had the energy to put everything into the business. So a lot of um, things have had to come, you know, over time. But with that time, it's allowed me to, you know, just have it on the back burner and mm. be processing and thinking about it. So I think my ideas now are much better than what they would have been at the beginning. Yeah. When you um, get a new product to market, how do you then get it out there? Like what, have, what strategies have you used to actually get the word out there about your product? So I didn't know about anything she was manufacturing or launching a business. I just thought, you know, you popped your website on and you did a bit of, um, you know, put a few posts on Facebook and a bit of Google Ads and there you have it. Um, so... What has been hugely helpful to get it out there is actually networking with other lady startups and other women and being part of um, Facebook groups and that sort of thing because the opportunities, the marketing opportunities that have come through that organically, I could never have afforded to pay for. So I would really recommend doing that um, because from that I've been able to get posters just in the last couple of months into um, all of the um, Icon Cancer Centres nationally, which is not something I would have been able to do on my own. That came through a contact. Um, there has been some incidental free um, marketing, I guess, or shout-outs from influencers. Um, and then there's been other people that just genuinely believe in what I'm doing and have given me lots of opportunities on their own um, Instagram or Facebook page that, um, and they have lots of followers. So I've really worked that and I continue to work that because that is all free and that's some of where my biggest, I guess, opportunities have come. I also take all the opportunities I can. So I did an elevator pitch, which was played at the end of a podcast, which had a lot of listeners. So um, it's just all about getting the brand out there. Um, the more people get to know your brand, I guess the stronger the foundations of your business is. So, yes, I do Google Ads, which I do with you, which I also think is a great thing to continually upskill yourself. Um, I had no idea I'd be upskilling myself as much as I have, but it's been 
a worthwhile investment, obviously, because I get so much out of it. And I'm a little bit of a control freak in some instances where I guess at some point I will let go of some things, but nevertheless, it's good having the understanding of the background knowledge of actually what's happening. 100%. Because then you can utilise that in other areas of your business as well. Yes, and, yeah. yeah. I think it's so important. Yeah. So um, the other thing that has been hugely helpful for getting my product out there and my brand out there is people using it mm. because they are so overwhelmed by what a beautiful gift they've received by their loved one that um, quite often they'll jump straight on Insta or Facebook or contact me directly and give me permission to put it you know, put their comment out there. Um, so in, in a lot of ways, the product has sold itself, Yeah, which, um, you know, I didn't know would do that. Yeah. And, and you'll find it'll be a cumulative effect as well, that all of that, all those orders that are, that get shipped out, they'll be bubbling under the surface in terms of word of mouth. And next time they know someone that's going through a treatment that they'll, you know, suggest getting a box. And so all, it kind of comes to a it's like a snowball effect. People will then mm. start to get more and more um, out there. And I want to go back to when you said Facebook groups have been a great source for you. Obviously, you've got to do it in a way that's not smarmy, sleazy and really in your face in terms of it's more you're doing it, um, I guess, maybe you're asking a question in a Facebook group and, the, and you are showing your product or something in it. Can you talk how you actually use that, not necessarily as like a well, I think strategy has a negative connotation when you're using that as a yeah. strategy, but networking inside Facebook groups can be a really great way to get your brand out there. What yeah. exactly does that involve for you? So um, the Facebook group that had given me the most help for my business, um, it's actually more of a business-related one. And so by association, people get to know your brand. And this Facebook group has about 1,300 people in it. So um, that's 1,300 people that get to know my brand and then we all quite often um, either work with each other or highlight each other on our pages. We all follow each other. So it just gets your brand out there in an organic, unique way. So my questions are they're not, not even necessarily questions. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you need business advice. How does this work? Oh, my gosh, this isn't going well for me. Or look what I did. Who else wants to see this? This might help you. Um, but I had a really, really bad day. Um, with my manufacturer. So in May this year, I was so excited because I had um, a really big order from Major Sydney Hospital for some of my products, which was a huge endorsement and and really for me personally validated what I was Mm, doing. So I was super excited. And then I went, oh, my God, now I have to produce them. (laughs) Because up until then I had been thinking I was a business but really was more like a strong side hustle. So then I had to shift my manufacturing and figure all of that out. So I was having a pretty (laughs) bad day with that. Um, My manufacturer uh, does a great job um, in terms of great quality, but um, the communication side of it and and the job just really blew out. But anyway, (laughs) it was a bit stressful. I posted on there on this Facebook group about what a shocking day I'd had. And it was really just because when you're working on your own, Mm. You don't have anyone else to, to network with, to talk it through. I mean, my husband is sick of hearing it and he's <laughs> in sales and marketing. So he imparts very helpful and useful words of wisdom, maybe one or two sentences a week. And that's great. And I need them. And they've helped. But it's not enough. 
No. And so when things are tough, I have been to this group. And so it's not even that the, I needed everyone to say, oh, you know, that sounds terrible. What it was, I just needed to vent. Yeah. And, I, and that's how I started the post. I'm just venting. And out of that came some great marketing opportunities by people that hadn't seen my brand before and went, oh, no, this is great. And I'm actually connected with this industry. And so let me help you. So, yeah, uh, the networking has been hugely helpful. I reach out to a lot of people. I don't hear back from everybody, but I've got nothing to lose. Mm. And I'd recommend anybody that is starting a business, um, particularly an e-commerce one where, you know, you may just be solely um, or mainly on your own, that that helps. Yeah, it can, it, it can be very isolating. I don't think people understand how isolating it can be when you do have a, a baby business and you're so passionate about it, but it comes with a whole host of challenges that you're trying to navigate through and you don't have anyone else to throw ideas around with. So having some sort of yeah. group that you can lean on in a sense, does mm-hmm. it helps tremendously, whether that's a free Facebook group, whether that's a paid um, membership group, where, wh- whatever way you a facilitate that group. It yeah. really is. It's a little bit of everything. And I think women in particular, women that own their businesses, they're really supportive towards other business owners as well, other female startups too. I think there's a real camaraderie between women that own their businesses um, because I think we're all willing to, well, majority are willing to lift each other up. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's got to be done in a respectful way. I certainly don't hit people up for information that I wouldn't give out myself. But, yeah, generally, you know, people get where you're at. So, you know, that in some some instances I've not heard back and that's been fine. Um, And in some instances I've got so much more than I thought I would. So before we wrap up, I do want to know, like, what have been the main challenges about launching a business during recovery? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think we can underestimate that this isn't a normal business launch. Like you have gone, you've had such huge other factors involved in this business launch that, like you said, 14 months isn't a typical 14 months. It's more like a 10 months and it's a 10 month that maybe have had a few breaks in between. So what have been those, those challenges that you faced? Um, well, I get pretty frustrated that sometimes I only get a half day worth of energy. Um, so what that's taught me is to prioritise really well. And, you know, that's okay because even if women are doing this sort of a business and they don't have health challenges, they may only want to work three days, four days a week. And so um, for me, that, that has my energy levels has been the biggest um, challenge. Um, but like I said, that helps me prioritise. I think not understanding the manufacturing industry has been really hard, but I don't know that my health has necessarily had anything to do with that. Good news is whilst I've spent most of this year and most of my time this year in manufacturing, I'm getting it sorted and next year will be a great year where I can look forward to selling, spending my time selling and working with a business mentor and actually just having stock ready to go, which will be amazing because it will free up so much of my time. Um, I guess it's when you come out of treatment, there's just such, so many milestones to navigate, Mm. huge milestones to navigate. Um, I definitely think for me, the business has been 
a little light and it's also okay. been a great distraction. So um, not only do I get to hear back from these people that actually receive the products, which helps me hugely in, in all of it, everything, you know, that I'm doing. Um, I just, I fight hard against it, but sometimes I just have to let go as well. Mm. And, and I think giving yourself permission to do that in any state, you know, health-wise or whatever, is hugely helpful um, if you just kind of go, yeah, didn't get as much done today as I wanted to. Yeah. That's okay. Tomorrow's another day. And I'm only really in competition on this timeline with myself. I don't have anyone else saying to me, there's a deadline here on this day you need to meet. It's all my expectations. So I don't have to do it this way. <laughs> I can... I have to just remind myself that it's okay if I haven't, you know, achieved X, Y, and Z by the end of the week. It will get done. Well, I think you're incredible. Can you tell everyone where they can look at your products and also connect with you online? Yeah, so um, it's www.lovelywarrior.com.au. If you have any questions, I've got a chat there and you can hop on, ask me questions, and I reply pretty quickly. Um, Otherwise, if you um, want to follow me on Insta or Facebook, it's at Love Your Warrior. Thank you so much, Sonia. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. How amazing is Sonia? I hope you enjoy that episode as much as I love talking to Sonia. I just sat back and listened to her because she was so incredible. Make sure you do connect with her online. And if you do know someone that would love and adore and be in need of one of her gift boxes, do shop online at loveyourwarrior.com.au. It's such a great business and she deserves to be so successful in that. If you want to follow me online, I'm at Griffin underscore on Instagram and my website is sundaydigital.com.au. We'll be going through a bit of a rebrand shortly, so I'll advise when that is going to happen. And other than that, leave a rating and review and all that stuff that you hear everyone say in every single podcast episode, but you know, listen to me. And I will see you in the next episode.